Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the disciples, About that day and hour no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. For as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away. So too will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two will be in the field, one will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding meal together. One will be taken, and one will be left. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you must also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Wake up, wake up. Time to get up, you'll miss the bus. Wake up, wake up. You'll be late for work. Wake up, wake up. Time's a waste and... My sister-in-law got a call in the middle of the night several months ago. She was on the list for a heart transplant, and one became available. I can imagine her waking up my brother and saying, wake up, they have a heart. We need to go to the hospital right now. Now other times, a call comes in the middle of the night with bad news. A death, an accident, a shooting, an overdose. Wake up, wake up is what Paul writes. The night is far past, the day is at hand. Strange words to hear, though, as the days are getting shorter and the nights longer. One of my friends suggested that the lights that everyone puts up this time of year must be our way of coping with the long, dark nights. Another person told me we just need to make it to the winter solstice when the light returns again. Wake up, wake up, we hear in Matthew as well. No one knows the day or hour. Christ will come at an unexpected time. Always a surprise. So keep awake. Be vigilant. Be watchful, be mindful, be attentive because life is fragile. Cherish every moment, make every day count. I always find it a bit humorous to talk about staying awake at the time of year our bodies want to hibernate. Someone in my household yesterday took a nap o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Our circadian rhythm signifies that darkness 
is for sleep. We may find ourselves a bit more sluggish, a bit more sad, a bit more S-A-D sad this time of year. Some people will literally need more light to make it through these days. And in this time of so much artificial light and increasing screen time, it's good that circadian science is now being em em embraced by more people, including airlines and hotels. For we know that jet lag happens when we travel too fast for the brain to adjust. One sleep expert said that nearly all species have an internal or circadian clock which has evolved so that we can interact with the outside world. And let's not forget the irony of all this wake-up talk when plenty of people today don't get enough sleep. Now sometimes it's because people think sleep's a waste of time. But then there's that insomnia that happens when our brains are too active, right? Or we have worries. Or there are other mysterious things that we don't even understand. So when our northern hemisphere ancestors heard this wake-up call in Advent, it corresponded with what was going on in creation outdoors. December's cold and Cold and darkness stirred their fears. The sun kept lowering in the sky. The crops had died, it seemed. And we, too, see bare trees and wilted plants. The early fathers of the church, they saw the ebbing of light and heat as a foreshadowing of the time when life as we know it will end. Isaiah invites us to walk toward the light, a place where weapons of war are transformed into implements of peace, swords into plowshares, is what he calls it. So as we struggle with gun violence, as we struggle with hate crimes, even ethnic cleansing around the world, we stream toward the mountain of God to learn God's ways, Torah, God's promised day when all people live together in harmony, equity, justice, not in some other world, but on this earth. And now, for something a little different that will in a great way blow your minds. It's in today's gospel. And this wake-up call in our gospel debunks the rapture. It's so troubling to me that we are just conditioned to hear language about one being one person being taken and one person being left through the lens of rapture theology in our country. You don't want to be the one left behind, right? Wrong. Here's the wake-up call. I learned this last week. Think about the days of Noah mentioned in the text. The ones who were taken were destroyed by the flood. The ones left were Noah and his family. So, we want to be the ones left. The ones left on this earth that we love. Not the ones, soop, raptured away. 
So wake up, wake up. It's Advent. Wake up, wake up. As Paul says, the day is at hand. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's baptismal imagery. Through the resurrection, it's already the new age. God clothes us day by day with hope, with mercy, with everything we need. And even though we're indoors right now in a church, we have everything to learn from the natural world during Advent. So wake up, wake up, is what I say to the goldfish and the koi that live in the pond at our cabin northwest of Chicago. Wake up, little fish, because as the darkness lengthens and the air chills, they hover at the bottom of the murky pond, barely moving dormant for a season. Now we have a heater that will keep the ice from freezing over completely. But it's intriguing to wonder what's going on with these fish. How they don't need to eat anything for months. How they're sleeping away the winter. For some African Americans to stay woke is to take a stand, to be active, to challenge injustice. Pastor Lenny Duncan wants us to rethink how we talk about darkness and light during Advent. We dare not simply equate darkness and blackness with sin and evil, and light and whiteness with purity. So Advent is a wake-up call to watch our language, and perhaps to love the darkness, to treasure the darkness. Gail Boss has written a, a unique, has developed a unique advent calendar for her children. She was tired of the ones that only had chocolate in them, tired of the ones that only had nativity figures. It was advent after all, have some restraint. So her advent calendar has an animal in each window. She's written stories about each creature's experience of winter with some awesome illustrations. There's a snake, a loon, a wild goose, a bear, a doe, a crow. But it's the one about the wild turtle that I love most and that I've mentioned before. Consider this. At some point in the fall, as the water and air cools, at some precise moment, an ancient bell signals in the turtle's brain, take a deep breath. And the turtle swims for the warmer, mucky bottom and buries herself. She pulls herself into her shell, encased in darkness, settled in deep stillness. Her heart slows almost <coughs> to to six months, she will draw no air into her lungs. Then she wakes. It is her work. It is not easy. To escape would take more energy than she has, and it would suffocate her. So as the author beautifully writes, Though she is dissolving, every 
stressed particle of her stays focused on the silver bead of utter quietude. It's this radical simplicity that will save her. And deep within it, at the heart of her stillness, something she has no need to name, but something we might call trust, that one day the world will be warm again, and with it her So my dear people of God, while you wait and you watch and you wonder, wake up, wake up, Christ is coming soon. Wake up, wake up, Christ comes this day in bread and wine. Wake up, wake up, Christ comes this day in community and outside these doors. And wake up, wake up, Christ comes in dark, dormant stillness.